The question is, will this episode after editing be longer or shorter than last week's episode? Oh boy, that was pretty short, but... 2505 was last week's episode. You know, the, the real X factor is it depends on how much we talk about COVID. That's a good point. If this becomes the, you know, Atlantic City and COVID podcast, it, it could be over. But I think if we don't go too much into COVID, I think it'll it'll probably be under. Howdy, it's Thursday, November 12th, 2020, and this is episode 137 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City and Casino Biz podcast. I'm Kyle Askin, joined, as always, by Craig Stone. What's good, Craig? I have good and not good. Good as we got paid in Ed's 33 pool for the first <laughs> time ever. That was excellent. The Chiefs, 33 points. 33 points. I only, thought, only winners. It was two weeks worth of winnings, right? Yeah, 660 bucks. I thought for sure that they were going to give up like a last-minute field goal. They did line up for a 66-yard field goal and missed it, right? Yes, that is that. That is correct. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yeah, whoever <laughs> they were playing against. But, I would have uh, just laughed. Like, if, if we lost $660 based on the longest field goal in NFL history, like, what can you even say about that? Well, so the other game is, I think it was the Chargers and the Raiders were playing. Uh, the Chargers were playing someone. And they almost scored a touchdown with the last play of the game. It looked like they, they had scored. And then it went to review and they overturned it and said it was incomplete because it was incomplete. But they also would have had 33 if they had kicked an extra point after that, which would have oh. tied us, which would have halved our winnings. That wouldn't have been as good, very good either. But yeah, that yeah we made it through. We made it through. Yeah. Hope for more winnings. I think we have the Vikings this week, so you know. But we're no longer due for a win. No, no, certainly not. The bad side is is I'm quarantining. And I'm locked in my apartment with two kids for 14 days because we have primary exposure or whatever you call it to someone who tested positive. So it's been Enjoy. fun. It's been in, a great time. In NFL terms, you would have uh, been placed on the COVID list, although you'd only have to stay there for five days because, you know, you'd be getting tested every day. But that's true. I haven't yeah. even been tested yet. I'm doing that tomorrow. Yeah, we were talking about it. We learned that Craig has not experienced the... The brain swab. Uh, yeah, the brain swab right into the brain. It's It's something special. Your eyes will water. So here's the thing, though. Say say I had it. Mm -hmm. Say I had it and everything went well. Yeah. And I was fine. Mm -hmm. You basically have like a three-month oh, Atlantic City for it, free card at that point, right? It's longer than that, I think. I mean, I think, yes, antibodies, you know, they, they may or may not disappear, but there's other forms of immunity, I think. But we're going to try our best not to make this the Atlantic City and COVID podcast. So. Too late. Yeah. I mean, you'd, you'd be in the clear, I think. You could go to Atlantic City. Surely Andrea would be fine with that. It's like, hey, hey, just recovered from COVID. Kids have been in the apartment this whole time. I'm taking a bunch of money out of the account, and I'm going down to Atlantic City. I see no plausible reason she wouldn't be okay with it. I mean, you're probably not going to be spending a lot of money over the next couple of weeks, so. True. I, I mean, this is infallible logic. Yeah. The other update, no Frank Morano appearance this past week or two weeks ago or whenever that was, I guess, a week and a half ago at this point because of election stuff. I don't remember what exactly happened with the election, but for some reason, the uh, night after election night, there was other stuff to talk about on a politics show <laughs> yeah i don't really know what's going on i mean i i saw like a little bit of the the headlines and apparently atlantic city casino owner donald trump is somehow involved but i really just uh, i don't know how exactly he's involved in yeah. it so yes yeah, so i don't know but we're working to reschedule that so hopefully <laughs> but there's a nice atlantic city tie into the yeah. election you know somehow he's involved with something that's going on in the course right now in the election but yeah so hopefully sometime <laughs> in the next few weeks i'll Go on, Frank Morano's show. <laughs> friend, friend of the podcast, Donald Trump. 
Yes, friend of the podcast, Donald Trump. Okay. Uh, what about 1937? What happened? You did all this research. I completely fell down on the job here. A couple things happened. So first, in the... Well, I guess neither of these are really terribly good, but uh, I guess the worst one is there was a large gasoline leak and fire and explosion, and, you know, lots of people were, were injured when... I guess apparently a whole gasoline tank, more or less, like leaked over an entire city block and then caught fire. Uh, it sounds like it was a pretty pretty bad situation. I believe they said this was in the inlet, so don't have a whole lot to say beyond that. 100 are hurt in gas blast. <laughs> Which, the jokes write themselves. Yeah, they I mean, do. It's tragic, this thing that happened uh, 83 years ago, but... It's like... Gas blast. When you go to Atlantic City... Or anywhere, really. Anywhere yeah. outside of your apartment. That's true. Anytime I have to leave. That's, I mean, quarantine, probably good for me in those terms. Because there's no <laughs> stress should... here with kids in the apartment. And you, should call, you should call a Rothstein and let him know that that is the secret to fixing his, his digestive yeah, woes. His, his primary exposure to COVID. <laughs> but this is not the COVID podcast. All right. So the other piece of news is the uh, winner of the 1937 Miss America contest, Bette Cooper. Betty? Bet? How do you even say that name? I think it's Betty. Betty. In the I, old I know it's a common name in the old old days. Yeah. But now, like it's you know, Bette Midler. Yeah. Is Bette. So uh, yeah. I, but yeah, I think I you're know. right. I think it is Betty. So anyway, we'll we'll say uh, Betty Cooper was a 17 year old from New Jersey who won the 1937 Miss America contest. But the thing is, the day after she won it, she when she was supposed to you know meet the public basically for the first time as Miss America, she completely no showed and it led to a lot of stories people were speculating that her and her handler had had run off and and gotten eloped during this time her handler was a 23 year old which i mean i think that wouldn't have been too abnormal back in those days for a 23 year old and 17 year old to elope and get married what actually ended up happening is that she just kind of entered the contest on a complete whim never expected to win like never really wanted to win and uh just didn't want to do all the publicity and everything afterwards you remember it was a much smaller thing back in 1937 than it was, well, I guess now I don't know if it even exists anymore, but uh, than it was more recently. And uh, yeah, just couldn't take it and, you know, took a motorboat with her, her handler and disappeared for an entire day and then came back that night and drove home under the cover of darkness. And a couple days later, made an agreement with the organizers of Miss America that she's going to do like a very reduced schedule of public events or whatever. And so after that, they wrote up a contract that all the contestants had to sign before they entered, talking about the publicity they might have to do if they win. But uh, I don't know. That was an interesting story. She also looks very young in all the pictures, like a 17 year old, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it would have been more interesting if there was some shenanigans and not just like, oh, crap, I'm in over my head. I don't actually want to do this. Uh. Which is how I go through my life, just everything, yeah. you know, whether it's my job or kids or editing the podcast, just anything that happens. I'm like, oh, I'm in over my head. Let's get on a motorboat and, and come back tomorrow. <laughs> it's just the way you live your life. Me and Betty Cooper. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what's happening in Atlantic City? COVID stuff. Do you want to talk about more COVID stuff? Yeah, I hear that you guys came for <laughs> the COVID content. I came for the COVID, apparently. That's why I'm sitting in my apartment for 14 that's, days. That's right. Governor Murphy announced this past week that indoor dining, all indoor dining in New Jersey has to close at 10 p.m. 
And I think that's actually starting tonight, Thursday night. So that includes casinos. Basically, Governor Murphy said you won't be able to get food inside a casino floor. So that's not the best news for the casinos. No food or drink service. The other thing is that all bar side seating is stopped immediately for the foreseeable future. So that includes all the casino bars, all the bar top video poker. So I'm assuming you can like still go up and get a drink, but you cannot sit and play video poker at the casino bars. So not great for the casinos. Uh, outdoor dining, takeout delivery is all still available, but it's not really clear what that means for like the grab and go places in the casino. It seems like the places that are sort of contained inside the casino have to close. But then, you know, if you want to go out to the Joe Rock Cafe or whatever it's called on the boardwalk. As well, you should. And grab a slice of pizza from there. You can do that. Um, and then the outdoor dining can stay open. So uh, the places that the casinos have opened that are entirely outdoors, they can stay open later. So kind of a mess. The, the I'll link to an article by Molly Belinsky and David Dances from the Press of AC that, that indicates that the governor wanted to or was considering closing casinos or forcing the casinos to close every night for some amount of time. I don't know if it's 10 to 5 or what. But there was a lot of pushback from the casinos and they were able to stay open, which, of course, you know, if you've been to a casino, which if you're listening to this podcast, you probably have uh, 10, 10 p.m. to say 1 or 2 a.m. That's prime time. So so having to close after 10 p.m. would not would not really have been very good for them. You know, yeah, I don't know I, if it was like 2 a.m. to 5 a.m. or something. Not as big I saw in the article that the casinos were basically saying they were going to shut back down kind of permanently again until things open back up if if that was what was going to happen. I think there was a unnamed casino exec who said, you know, we're not making money on the weekdays anyway. And then if you take away week weekend nights from us, late nights, it's not worth it to be open. So that's obviously made a lot of people disappointed and sort of consider the calculus of if it's worth going or not. That's, I've seen that pop up certainly in the Everything AC Casino group and a couple of the other AC groups. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, we're not going anyway. I can't go anywhere for another eight days or so. Does that seriously sour your opinion of what the offering is in Atlantic City? I don't know. It's it's complicated. I mean, like, what's really souring my, my opinion on AC is, like, actually what the, just the COVID situation is right now, which is pretty bad. Very bad. I mean, I think it's it's probably comparable now to the worst it's been kind of in in march and april i mean of course it looks a lot worse now but we have a lot more testing as well but i think we're getting there so i don't think the situation is good at all there's been a lot of questioning of the 10 p.m thing you know like obviously covid is not nocturnal it's the comment we've seen a lot i understand the the idea behind it which is you know people are more likely to have drank more by 10 p.m and you know you make worse decisions when you've been drinking more and you know it's just to try to limit kind of mingling or situations where the virus spread more easily i can't say that i have a huge problem with with that i mean that's something pretty similar is happening here in maryland right now I, I think it's okay i think you know lowering the the restaurant capacity back down sounds sounds reasonable as well to me basically i mean i i do think that the covid is is spiking again and i think it's it's a reasonable thing to do I'm always I'm always skeptical of these weird arbitrary end times. So I think I'm more skeptical than you are. I, so I like I understand the logic, but I do think it's kind of arbitrary. Oh, it's arbitrary. I mean, it's totally arbitrary. <laughs> and then, like going the other direction on it, this is going to sound bad. Man, it's like government interventionist Kyle and libertarian Craig. I never thought I'd see it. Well, but... I mean, going completely the other direction on it. I mean, if you're talking about like limiting mingling and and limiting gathering and and sitting around and talking and and drinking and stuff like that, like that's kind of what a casino is. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, here's the other thing, though, and like, I do think that we have to consider that these are businesses that employ people, and it's like not good if they shut back down again. So I feel like people on both sides, like there's people on one side saying like you're destroying the economy, and the people on the other side's like, uh, you know, you don't care about people, and like you have to consider both options, and like having the casinos open is probably better for jobs than having casinos closed or having restaurants open. I mean, restaurants is probably a much bigger deal because a lot more people are employed there and own restaurants, etc. But it's hard. It's just a really hard situation all around. I mean, really, I think the reasonable thing to do is would be to more or less pay the restaurants, and, and this could only happen at the federal level probably, just pay the restaurants to be closed right now or bars or whatever. I mean, that's kind of the only way it, it really works out for everyone, but it's not going to happen, I don't think. Not in the next couple months anyway. Yeah. Like, the calculus of this is very difficult to work out. It's it's neither good if, if thousands of people die or millions of people lose their jobs. Like, these are, these are not good options on either side. So, uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, speaking of COVID cases tied to the casino industry, <laughs> there was an article by David Danes. It's in the Press of AC about COVID cases in casinos. Uh, and there's been 250 uh, cases among casino workers that includes restaurants and bars within casinos since they've opened in July. 60% of those were in October. So you're seeing the spike there. 250, I, I don't know what that means in terms of like what the workforce is. They said it was 1% in, in the article. Yeah, like, I, I, so I don't know, like, at some point, if these are not high-risk people, like, is that acceptable? Like, it sounds crazy to say, but, uh, and I'm sure that all the, yeah. like, you know, this is murder, <laughs> having casinos open is murder, people are going to come after me for saying that, but people are balancing uh, the desire to go to work and that kind of stuff. I'll actually let you talk at some point. No, I mean, I think <laughs> it's a question that, like, there is a number that, that you have to say is acceptable and the number can't be zero because it's not realistic. So I don't know. I don't think it's a ridiculous conversation to have. I expect it's going to go up even more in, in November, frankly. But uh, like we said, it's it's a tough situation and no one's making any of these employees come to work. But, you know, then again, if it's your job, it's your job. And I'll just say about the COVID situation personally, like I was going to the office two or three times a week. And going to the gym all those days throughout September or October. And I, I think personally, I'm probably not going to go back to the office anytime soon. So that's my personal feeling on, on what the situation is like now. So yeah, I uh, canceled my gym membership. I was like, nope, I'm not doing that. I also, it's also like the worst run gym in the world. So I didn't trust them to clean it. I think mm. I may have said that last episode already. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think the issue with this number is not the 250 and it's not the 1% of workers. It's the 60% of them coming in October and what that means yeah. for, for the increase. And so that's really the concern more than anything, but it, we'll, we'll see where it goes. I mean, that's another thing that if it becomes pretty clear that casinos are a place where spread is happening, then it's going to be a much tougher sell to not have further closures or, yeah. or that kind of stuff. And we've seen in, in Vegas that uh, I think... Park MGM is now closed during the week. I know Park MGM is is now closed during the week, and there's rumors that some other places are going to do that. So, on the other side, and Rio is going to reopen, I think, in uh, in December finally. Yeah, so get excited for that. That's that's great. I mean, it's it's really nice to go to a place that you you might have to worry about the norovirus and the rotavirus, but you won't probably won't have to worry about coronavirus. Yeah, social distancing will be extremely easy. Because <laughs> because you know, like the stomach flu just kills coronavirus, so you only. Uh. I should be immune. I should be permanently immune. <laughs> I don't know if you know that. I don't know if you're up to the, like the latest. Does, does stomach acid being all in your esophagus, does that kill? Yeah, you're probably safe, I think. 
that's how it gets in. It goes down your esophagus into your stomach. That's what I've heard. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> there's no other pipes in there. <laughs> no, there's the only pipe. <laughs> it's one pipe. Uh, so the other sort of strange thing with all this news is that Borg sent an email to everyone, uh, to all their players, saying that valet parking is now available. Uh, and that seems like just Borg. It doesn't seem like that's everywhere. But kind of interesting now, because I don't know about you, but if I was a valet driver, I don't know if I'd be ready to hop into a car that had been like hot boxed with COVID for two hours from somebody coming down from New York City. But I don't know. That's Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I mean, it's not the best situation specifically for the employees of Borg. I understand there's big demand for it. I like just by looking at our Facebook group, a lot of people were like really offended that valet parking wasn't available. Like it, it seems like for a lot of people, that's a really important part of the Atlantic city experience. So I understand it to some extent, like I don't understand it at all. Uh, you know me, I'm a self parking for life. But. <laughs> me too. But I, I understand sort of if you're, you know, pulling up to the, to the valley entrance and like entering the casino, that's the way the casinos are designed, right? Like they are designed for that experience. They're not designed for you to park in the freaking Emperor's Garage or whatever the hell it's called in Caesars and like the Coliseum Garage. Coliseum Garage, that's yeah. right. And like take the people mover to through Wild Wild West and mm. like go through that way. So They're good. meant for you to valet park your car, walk into the grand lobby and have that entry experience. Um, and then that's actually something like Vegas Tripping talked about a lot since I'm still talking about Vegas Tripping. <laughs> in their podcast is sort of like that experience at a really nice casino. Um, I don't know how many casinos in Atlantic City can really claim that they have that experience, but <laughs> Borgata is probably one of them and maybe Ocean's the other. If if you're going to Atlantic City to sort of be pampered in that way and to feel like it's this luxury experience, I do understand the desire for that and to not enter through a dingy parking garage, passing people who are eating their ocean, um, their, their food from the ocean, <laughs> food trucks <laughs> on the fifth floor of that garage. Um, so... Yeah, I, I do understand it a little bit, but it wouldn't be a deal breaker, I would think, for most people. Uh, I, I don't know. I've seen a lot of <laughs> a lot of talk about it more than I would have expected beforehand. Yeah, I don't know. I guess we don't understand the gamblers. I mean, the biggest thing. Certainly not. I can I can look at our listening statistics yeah. and, and know that already. The best part is, you know, I think we tried to be very neutral, and I think what we've done is piss everyone on both sides off. So that's oh good. yeah, that's I mean that's like my political life in a nutshell. So just pissing everyone on both sides. I off. really pri pride myself on being neutral and just alienating everyone. That sounds good. That's like my thing. Yeah, just arguing against both sides anytime yes. there are two sides to an argument, just actually arguing against both. That's always good. In my defense, I legitimately always think both sides are wrong. So, <laughs> yeah, I just couldn't believe that I saw some headline, you know, about about Donald Trump, who I haven't even thought about since his appearance in Home Alone 2. Just, I don't know what he's up to. But. Bizarre. Yeah. yeah. Enough politics, enough COVID. Let's get off of this. Let's talk about ballads. <laughs> enough Home Alone 2. Oh, Home Alone 2 is one of my favorite movies of all time. It is my favorite is Christmas movie ever. because of Donald Trump's role in it? I have to probably. Know. I I think that a non-zero portion of why I wanted to live in New York City as an adult is because of Home Alone Two. <laughs> How crazy is that? <laughs> it's so good. The pigeon lady is pretty scary, though. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, legitimately, like more or less scary though than the shovel guy in Home Alone One. Uh, I think she's less scary. You find yeah. out that she's like nice pretty quickly. Spoilers. Yeah, it's not like <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy 
Sorry if I've spoiled Home Alone 2. <laughs> uh, I think I saw that in the movie theater. Uh, I don't think I did, but it was definitely on like Showtime or HBO or something every 20 minutes. Like, mm. you know, and it's because it, it's a two hour movie. And so every 20 minutes they showed it. It was like that and Little Big League. I just watched them nonstop. Little Big League's also amazing. Mm. Bally's. Let's talk about Bally's. Rookie of the Year? No, I don't like Rookie of the Year. I like nah, Little Big League. I'm the I'm alone in that. Is Little Big League is that the one with the twins? Yeah, it's the twins and the kid is becomes the manager. That one was better. I agree. I agree with it. It was a better baseball. Rookie movie. of the year was bad. Nobody's gonna agree with you that. Yeah, right. that, was, that was the Dodgers, right? Rookie of the year. Uh no, it was it was the, the Cubs. Oh, Cubs. Yeah. It was a blue team. Blue. <laughs> blue National League. All those National League teams yeah. are the same. They're small ball and their pitcher is hitting. Ridiculous. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not anymore, maybe. We're way off the rails. We are way off the rails that's racist against blue teams what what is even going on you said all blue teams are the same i said all national league teams are the same oh jeez, okay. come on that's... i'm a leaguist ah <laughs> uh, man casino control commission we've gone way, way off the rails i don't know what's what's happened in this episode uh the casino control commission approved the sale of twin river the sale of Twin River Holdings. The Casino Control Commission approved the sale to Twin River Holdings of Bally's. Twin River Holdings, by the way, soon to be renamed Bally's Corporation. Get you nailed sated. that. I think our I think our listeners know exactly what you're saying now. Do I need to just start all over? There? No, no, no. I think it was good. I think we we could just roll with it. No, oh, it's so bad. Anyways, <laughs> so I'll link to another David Danzis article in the Press of Atlantic City. The Casino Control Commission wants $25 million in deploying the capital dollars in the first oh, yes. year. Uh, they said capital expenditures, but I refuse to. Yes. CapEx, no. D, C, D. Deploying the capital dollars. Uh, <laughs> Twin River committed to $90 million over five years to make over Bally's. They said they're going to renovate 900 plus rooms and create 30 to 40 mini suites. My question is... If Bally's has 1,200-plus rooms, what are the 300 rooms that don't get renovated? Jubilee, I assume. Jubilee is the obvious answer. Yeah. I want to say Dennis Tower. <laughs> They're just like, ah, just leave it. Just leave the Dennis Tower. It's beyond. It's beyond. Fixing. Maybe. Or or the Garden Tower. <laughs> they should just shutter the Garden Tower and just not use it. It's I mean, it was, like, legitimately one of the worst experiences of my life, and I was so hyped for it going in. It's literally in the middle of a parking garage. I mean, it's, like, on top of a parking garage. Yeah, sorry, it's not literally in the middle of a parking garage. It's literally on top of a parking garage. It's it's a weird experience. It's definitely... There's something about Atlantic City. I mean, it's not something. It is the way Atlantic City was developed, and you see it with some of the old casinos in Vegas, too, like Flamingo, where they started out small... And a lot of the casinos in Atlantic City started out as an old building, right? Like, you know, the Dennis Tower or the Chalfonte Haddon Hall or whatever. Yes, the famous current Atlantic City casino, the Chalfonte Haddon Hall. <laughs> right. So Chalfonte <laughs> Haddon Hall is now resorts. Uh, <laughs> Dennis Tower, now part of Valley. The Dennis Tower. Yes. Um, and even like Tropicana, you see it where they were built. Caesars used to be a <laughs> Howard Johnson's. Uh, right. So. Yep. So they they took these starting very small beginnings, get to get whatever the room minimum was, 500 rooms, built a box of slots, built a, a big cube of casinos, which you can see very much the Bally's is a cube. 
and then just gradually added more and more towers and, and more and more space and like the casino floor kind of snakes around. You really get that feeling in Tropicana, I think, more than any other casino that you're just like walking into these different like underneath different towers of, and the casino feels very separated from itself in a weird way. And then the different towers are just extremely different experiences. And now, you know, even up until now where Tropicana has the Chelsea Tower. And so it's this really odd experience of like, this is all one property, but it feels very different depending on where you're at or depending on what tower you're in. And I think the Garden Tower is part of that where it's just like, expand, 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 tack on rooms wherever you can, you know, on the top of a parking garage. Add the Wild Wild West after the fact. It's it's a very interesting thing in casino development to me, the way stuff is expanded. And I think Atlantic City, more than other places, it's like very odd some of the properties, the way some of the properties, especially on the boardwalk, have expanded. I don't think the, the marina casinos really feel like that at all. I mean, obviously, Borg is very much an entity. Yeah. I mean, they're, the water tower is kind of its own thing a little bit, but yeah. Yeah, the water club. I mean, Water Club, yes. Harris Harris expanded in that way, but it still feels like one casino, right? Harris, it it does feel like one casino. I've never stayed in the Atrium Tower, which I believe is in a totally different section, but the other four towers are all right next to each other. So that was another just still going off the rails. So what about Bally's? The Blue Martini, that waitress from the Johnny Rockets, is going to be waiting for you forever because the Blue Martini is going away. It's going to be a I am I am sad. It, it is the only place that I have had a Atlantic City service worker who was very old and looked like had done a lot of drugs in her life tell me to meet her after her shift when I gave no indication before that moment that I had any desire to do this. Yeah. Uh, so she's going to be very disappointed when that finally closes. She's been waiting this whole time. <laughs> and uh, that's going to be the FanDuel Sportsbook. And then obviously they're going to get an entire new restaurant and bar por- portfolio, which uh, should not be surprising to anyone since they've got – right now Bally's has all these like Caesars tied celebrity chefs like Guy Fieri and more Guy Fieri. Oh, yeah. that's. I mean, do you need anyone else? You really don't. Like Gordon, Gordon Ramsay, I guess. But yeah, mostly Guy Fieri. Yeah, Bally's doesn't have a Gordon Ramsay. I was going to say Gordon Ramsay, but that's not. That's at Caesars and Harris. So mm. no, I think it's just Guy. <laughs> and then I it, weirdly oh, well, I think, well, like, West, but that's going to be in Caesars, right? Oh yeah, good point. So there'll still be Guy's Barbecue Joint, but that's in. It's going to be Caesars. It's not going to yeah. be New Bally's. Yeah, but like Guy's Chop House, that's got to go. I'm assuming Buca de Beppo is out. I think they should bring back Six. I'm assuming Caesars doesn't own the Six name. Six I X a bistro, a bistro. Any thoughts on this on the sale? You know they could probably build, bring back Billy's Poker and Ponies. That'd be great. They need a Amazing. poker room. They need a poker room. Poker's where all the money's made, especially during COVID. Yes, tied it all back around to COVID. It's perfect, seamless, it's great. I guess they finally held the meeting, the Casino Control Commission. So that was good. I mean, so I don't have it up, but they're not in last place anymore, right? Because everyone be- is beating Golden Nugget now because they are truly embarrassing. Yeah, so we have a bet this year that is, I think I get $5 uh, if Resorts comes in last, and you get $5 if Bally's comes in uh, last. But little did we know that Golden Nugget would be historically awful we at being both a casino. Yeah. I, yeah, I can't believe it. Shocking. Historically terrible. Yeah, so by the way, I paid I paid you out for... Uh, for the ten dollars I owed you, it really broke the bank. So I only won three hundred and twenty dollars out of the six sixty. Mm. It's pretty disappointing. It's gonna uh, be a shame <laughs> for the thirty three pool. I still owe you a hard rock meal, but we've got some bets that are that are coming due. All right, Craig, 
here we go. Uh, I will I'll make you an offer, and you will have to choose one or the other, because that is how, how betting goes. Okay. This year, in 2020, will the casinos close down again? I think no. Okay. We're talking about complete shutdown. Yeah, shut down. Yeah, yeah, no, like if they close down every night or whatever, that that doesn't count. COVID related. Yeah. Like, you know, well, if, I mean, if a hurricane sweeps in. and Technically, it could be anything. But I mean, if like Superstorm Sandy 2 happens. It's a little late in the year for that, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was in like October last time. I guess we're in November now. Yeah, it seems like it's unlikely. So they, they only have to make it, what, like, you know, another seven a or A month and a half. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think they're going to close. I, All I, right. I'm optimistic. Take my $5 then. I'll pay you out happily on, on January the 1st. I was going to make a jokey political take um, about new administrations and, and the fact that people have said they're going to just close everything down. Either close everything down or uh, immediately the COVID hoax would end. But I would never make a joke like that because I don't follow politics. Hmm. So wait, what's the what I said? Five. What are we doing? Are we doing more than five dollars? Are we just doing five dollars? Oh, five bucks. Five bucks. Five bucks. Craig gets five dollars. Blah blah blah. You just yeah, you just write Craig gets five dollars <laughs> in your book. <laughs> so you don't think they're going to close either? I think there's a chance. I think there's a chance. I think the way the trajectory is going now is really awful, and I think there's they're not going to want to shut things down again. A because it's going to be like deeply unpopular, and B because it's just going to be a really bad look like the state just will not want to shut the casinos down again but the trajectory looks bad now certainly i I think if they can make it like a couple weeks after thanksgiving then it'll be fine and then christmas when everybody's hanging out with their extended family and uh you know giving their grandparents the COVID, that's when stuff's gonna get bad uh and more stuff's gonna close so i think that's after the new year Mm, could be i actually i actually don't think they're even gonna close after the new year i think they're gonna find a way to keep it open even if it seems completely absurd to do that I mean, certainly things are, are better now than they were back then because, like, people are wearing masks now and we kind of understand how things work and wash your hands all the time, blah, 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 blah. But, yeah. Have you ever thought back of how crazy it was? We were, like, went to Atlantic City in the prime of, oh, yeah. like, the big Northeast outbreak. and oh, constantly. No masks and it's yeah. really crazy. Yeah, just like, like, I was there on, like, March 15th or something. Yeah. 14th, I think I came home. No masks. Just everybody, like, ocean crowded super crowded sitting inside at bars like all that just seems insane in retrospect that's crazy yeah but it's a good story it's a good story hey we didn't get it and anecdotally i think that means nobody can get it at a casino that's how people's minds work right yeah didn't happen to me can't happen to anybody else i feel really bad for these 250 casino workers that must have gotten it at home or whatever (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think i definitely have to title this episode like no covid talk here Feel free to listen if you're trying to avoid COVID. Anyway, if you want to reach out to us or any of our other listeners, you can do so at facebook.com slash group slash do for a win. Find all of our incredible content and buy a shirt at do for a win.com. Reach out to Craig on Twitter at do for a win or me at Kyle Askin. Send to Craig questions at do for a win at gmail.com. Craig, when's the last time you checked our inbox? Uh, I check the inbox every day. I haven't checked the t-shirt order form in a long time. Oh, boy. Han probably has another order in because he I loved know, the first right. one so much. Yeah, he probably ordered the other very color. Very disappointed. That's a good point. I'm failing us all miserably. I think is what's new. Yeah, that's no, true. no. You're not failing us miserably yet. When it's like Monday of next week and there's no episode posted, then you will be failing us. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Seems likely with my kids home all the time. Yes, yes. Well, we'll see which comes out first. This do for a win, or I, I just uh, for our listeners, I believe I'm going to be on. Uh, the better life coming up next week so we'll see which gets posted first 
We'll also see which happens first, you on Better Life or me on Frank Morano's show. Well, could be cool. I think I'm supposed to record on Monday, so we'll see when, when you're going to. In that case, you'd definitely beat me. I don't know when it'll be posted, but. Should we talk Boardwalk Empire? Wait, what? What? What's, what's that? I thought we're we're done. No. Yeah, okay, we can talk Boardwalk Empire. Basically, uh, this is just an, another follow-up, or a follow-up from last episode. Uh, the slightly charred Federal Agent wakes up, says that he knows what Van Alden did, so Van Alden kind of goes crazy and, and calls his wife and says, like, what a terrible person he is, and, you know, he doesn't deserve to be married to her or to be in the FBI, and hangs up and is going to tell his boss that I assume that he's quitting is what he was going to say. Yeah. But then he finds out that this guy is just like reliving some moment from his childhood and he's talking about his brother doing something or other. I don't remember off the top of my head. Eating some pie. Uh, yeah, eating some pie. We find out at the end of the episode, Van Alden's wife, upon getting this phone call, comes to his apartment and meets Lucy and Van Alden's baby, who gets born this episode, as uh, his daughter. And uh, his wife is none too impressed and bites Van Alden in a very nice scene. <laughs> yeah. They really made pregnancy seem rough, man. Uh, I Which mean, it I might think have been in 1920, whatever. Some people have it easier than others. I, I certainly have no people that did not have a very comfortable pregnancy and, and looked a bit like, like Lucy. So She literally it... put like a top sheet down on the bed and just pushed the baby out, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, that part's bad. But she looked... She was... Very uncomfortable, even before the yeah. labor started. Oh, yeah. Definitely. It seems like upon getting a, a call from the New Jersey senator who is threatening Shooter McGavin, the attorney general, if he doesn't, you know, actually try to charge Nucky or try to, uh, you know, get Nucky in trouble. You know, he says he knows about his other shady dealings with creating the department of the VA. You know, he's going to rat him out unless he, he goes really goes after Nucky. So Shooter McGavin gives Nucky a call and, and lets him know that, like, look, I'm really going to have to actually try to prosecute you on your, your charges. Seems not great for Nucky. Yeah, Jimmy has some interesting confrontations with the nice butcher in, in Philadelphia, the nice the nice Hebrew butcher, about, you know, why he doesn't have the liquor anymore, and he lets him know that the guy that was his friend or accomplice or whatever was seen with Nucky and uh, Waxy Gordon in Atlantic City. The big rival. Yes, unfortunately for this guy, who Jimmy has to slit his throat because, you know, he was injured, so of course the, the Jewish man can't do it because... That is not allowed. But uh, so anyway, they're they're trying to go and take the liquor back from uh, the shipment that came into Philadelphia that uh, Nucky got. But it's uh, our friends Lucky and Meyer Lansky are driving the car of the shipment. You know, there's a big gunfight and a couple of Waxy Gordon's guys end up getting shot. It uh, seems like Jimmy and Lucky and Meyer Lansky all decide to get back into it together again. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, it seems like it's going to be the, the Youngs versus the Olds, although I say the Youngs, but Jimmy is partnering up with the Super Olds. Yes, yes. <laughs> the Youngs and Super Olds. Yeah. Versus uh, the yeah. the middle-aged. Nucky and uh, Waxy Gordon and uh, Rustin. Yeah, so you, you warned me before I even saw it that it was very violent. Oh, yes. So, like, when I saw... When what, you do that guy hanging upside down in the... Uh... Yeah, when I saw the camera zooming in on him, I was, like, not looking at that. And so I just saw the aftermath, which is plenty. Oh, yeah. No, no. He's... <laughs> it was good. It's quite violent. I mean, that was definitely the, by far the most violent thing that happened in the episode. I was waiting for something else horrible to happen. Mm, no, not that. 
got to see the uh, the butcher whose name I don't know just shoot a guy in the head randomly at the end of the episode. But he, he really does not like Waxy Gordon. No, no. I mean, who does? I appreciate just a, this is was a Van Alden episode. Like more, there was no Van Alden last episode. They make up for it big time with just all Van Alden all the time. Oh yeah, and uh, he's in a rough state. Not as rough a state as that agent who got burned all over his body. Well, all I have to say is that when you meet your wife and she finds out that you have made a baby with another woman, the response should not be, I did this for you. Yeah, no. It will not go over well. I didn't know until I saw this episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Now Bad we know. job. Now we know. Van Alden. Uh, Margaret seems to be crushing on oh, yeah. Irish help, by the way. Well, she, she wishes... She was crushing the Irish help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. It was good. It was good. Yeah, I liked it. Nucky not meeting the needs. I mean... He's getting his elsewhere. Come on. Yeah, I mean, it's only fair. It's very... Uh, it's it's equality and all that stuff. Anything else? I I thought this episode, weirdly, was like a little slow. Yeah, I mean, things happen. I, I don't know. It's, but it's I guess fine. a lot of setup for, I think, the sort of Jimmy, Lucky, Jimmy Nucky yeah. team, team up. Yeah. So... We'll see where Jimmy V. V. Nucky. Yeah. Halfway through season number two. Yeah. Well, anyway, thank you guys very much for listening, and we'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Hopefully, I will be out of Unless my Craig dies of COVID. Point. Oh, hey, come on. That's a horrible thing to say. The, the picture at the top, she looks like a normal woman or whatever but all the other pictures no, of her yeah. she looks like a child that's what they liked in 1937 i know and there it was just like she like really stole the show in like the evening gown portion of the competition or whatever and it's just like people were creepy as fuck back then hey man the life expectancy was like you know 36 so if you weren't popping out kids yeah that's true time so like 17, 17 is 18. basically like 50 or whatever yeah i think so yeah okay fair they were like mid-career by that point Working at the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory. What ridiculous reference. Anyways. I don't get it.